Welcome, Blind Smarter. Prepare yourself for a brand new episode of Blind Smart, the only podcast created to teach you everything about blindness. You're guaranteed to learn some useful tips when you listen to Blind Smart, whether you're blind, working with blind people, a parent of a blind person, interested in blind people, or an influencer wanting your content to be accessible. We will play another round of our famed game today due to demand, as is our usual. Which episode would you ignore? Now relax and let's appreciate what's coming up. Are you using technology? Without a doubt, the answer to this question is a loud and clear yes. Right? In fact, you're probably listening to this episode on either your smartphone, tablet, iPad, um, smart TV, computer, you know, on any device that you are accessing it through. But here is an important question. Have you ever thought about the accessibility of technology? With the wide use of internet today, with the wide use of artificial intelligence, with the wide use of devices that we really utilize every day, has it ever come to your mind to think about accessibility? Well, maybe we need to understand first, what is this term, accessibility? What does it mean? Simply put, we can say the usability or the user-friendliness of technology to people of all sorts, whether living with or without disability. So that's how we can define accessibility. But why accessibility? Why should we really talk about this subject today? Well, this is a crucial subject because every day we rely on technology for our news sources, for our work, for our academic assignments, for our entertainment, pretty much for quite a lot of things that we do in our life. So really, it is important to discuss this subject. But let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of the term bridging the digital divide? Well, that sounds like a new term for some. But what does it mean? This simply means, or the digital divide simply means, the gap that exists between people who have access and can effectively use technology and those that cannot. Maybe because of their disability or maybe any other condition that may prevent them from accessing technology as does anyone else. So, how can this really be addressed? Well, I always say a collective effort is required. It is necessary to bridge this gap. You know, individuals, governments, communities, organizations need to come together to provide an affordable internet and affordable technology 
Not only that, they need to provide technology literacy so that everyone can fully benefit from what technology has to offer. That is how we can bridge this digital divide gap. But there's more to, to, to this. What else can be done? When we design our technology products, we need to decide them with accessibility in mind. So, in short, accessibility should not be an afterthought. You know, it shouldn't be viewed as luxury, but should be viewed as a necessity. Why do we say so? There's a wide variety of assistive technology that is being used today in the world. You talk of screen readers for blind people. You talk of um, large fonts for those that are partially sighted. You talk of captions for the deaf or hard of hearing. There is really much of assistive technology today. And these technologies rely on our designs, how we've designed our products, how we've designed our platforms. Are they able to interact well with assistive technology? Do our platforms provide assistive technology with the information that it needs to be able to help someone who is utilizing it? For instance, if we have an image on our website, have we provided an alternative text to it as a description so that a blind person may be able to know what is on the image? These are some of the things that we really need to think about when we design either our website, our mobile application, or any of our technology products. Now, the next thing that we need to do is to really promote digital literacy. If you know of blind people, how many do you know that can independently use their assistive technology? Or maybe let's just say, just anyone and everyone. How many people do you know that can really go into a computer and start operating it? Are they many? If not, what can you do? Well, the thing is to promote tech literacy. Maybe we can start off by providing people with the basics of using technology. Maybe the basics of using a computer and you never know what that will do for that person. When they know the basics, they might be able to advance themselves in the learning process. And you will have played a key role in helping them becoming acquainted with technology. Wouldn't that be something that you would really be proud of? Something that you would pat yourself on a shoulder for the hard work you've done? The last thought I would like us to talk about is encouraging collaboration and innovation. Well, what are we talking about here? Have you ever heard the expression, nothing for us without us? Well, I know it's 
one of the common expressions that I usually hear when I'm associating with blind people like myself or people with other disabilities. What this simply means is, if you are sighted and I am blind and you are trying to create a solution to my problem, you cannot effectively do so without having engaged me. It is really important that if we are to bridge the gap for any targeted group, if we are to create assistive technology, if we are to make our technology products accessible to people with disabilities, we involve them. Well, I think it's worth mentioning here the example that Microsoft has set in this regard. They are now in the process of developing motor drive game that will be accessible to people who are blind. And how are they achieving this goal? I will link the article in the podcast show notes. And if you are reading this as a blog, you can simply click on the article that has been linked there and you'll be able to see the practical steps that they have taken. That includes collaborating with blind people who are in the tech space, such as web developers. Had they not done that, would they be able to provide a game that is really accessible to people who are blind? Most likely not. But now because they have people who are feeling the pain, they are going to provide what exactly is needed in order for us to be able to play that game as does people who can see. So without making this episode too long, how can we wrap it up? It is crucial for all of us to think about accessibility. We should not view accessibility as an extra feature, but we should view it as an important, as a significant feature in our products. Our websites, our mobile applications, our devices should be built with accessibility in mind. Now, if I would ask you, will you make it a goal to ensure that your products and services are accessible to people with disabilities? As I mentioned, if you prefer reading, I have made a blog post on a similar subject and these have been released simultaneously. You can go to visioninword.com blog to read the article that relates very well to this very episode. Let's meet again in the next episode of Blind Smart. We want to express our sincere gratitude to you for listening to the entire episode. Please leave us a review on your podcast provider if you liked it, which we hope you did. We ask that you let people who might be interested in this episode know about it. Moreover, please feel free to throw in any suggestion for upcoming episodes. You may contact Blind Smart on Facebook or in the comments section. 
We'll see you again for a thrilling episode next week.